0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale
1: and I'm Vicky Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we will be talking about one of my favorite summer activities, which is going to an outdoor concert.
0: Uh, That's right, Vicki. You know, there aren't too many things better than sitting or standing or dancing on a beautiful summer night in Oregon, enjoying your favorite band or artist, playing music live and outside. And what's so cool is that those of us here in the Pacific Northwest, especially our totally spoiled and that we have several options when it comes to outdoor music venues here around Portland, around the state, really around the region.
1: That is so true, Jamie. And in my first year here, I've been to a couple of outdoor venues, but I'm still itching to get to a few more. And here to chat with us about all things outdoor music related in the area is our coworker, Ryan Fernandez, our social media editor and photo editor here at The Oregonian. Ryan, thank you for joining us on the show.
2: Hello. Very excited to be here.
1: So let's start off. Do you have a favorite outdoor music venue in the area here? Yeah, sure. I
2: would say any discussion about outdoor venues has to start with Edgefield. It's just it's the most popular one. It's probably the best one. It's it's close to Portland enough where you can get out there and back in an evening. You don't have to worry about like making an evening out of it or even staying overnight. Uh, so that would definitely be my favorite local venue, if you will.
0: You know, I gotta say, I just went to Edgefield for the first time last night.
2: Oh wow, that last first time, huh? First time last night,
0: um I you know never made it out there and I was really impressed with Edgefield. I thought it was just just so well run. Everything was so smooth. I mean, there's traffic getting in, there's traffic getting out, but even that they were moving cars through pretty well. It was very easy. I thought the entire experience this from the sound to finding somewhere to sit to the food to the water filling was really easy and really seamless.
2: I would say you know, you mentioned the traffic situation, and I would agree that getting out of that place is is kind of a nightmare. Uh, they do the best they can, but there's a single road there and then there's a ton of cars. But that's pretty much where the list of negatives starts and stops for me.
1: Edgefield is located in Troutdale. So how far of a commute was that for you, Jamie?
0: I mean, getting there, I think it took about 35, 40 minutes. Um, getting home, it took closer to like 20 minutes. And that's not including like the time spent sort of waiting to get in or get out of the, the parking area and the grass. Um, just, you know, so I mean, talking about like a half hour. Right. Um is pretty close. It's still in Multnomah County. It's, you know, on th- this side of the gorge. It's a really, I think, convenient place for a venue of that quality. Um, and it still felt like, though, you're kind of getting out of the city a little bit um, out into nature. And that was really cool, I think.
1: I am so jealous that you got to go because uh, I've been wanting to get out of Edgefield. And Jamie, tell us who you saw because I'm very <laughs> jealous that you got to see these artists and I couldn't make it out there. Please share.
0: It was Sharon Van Etten, Angel Olsen, and Julian Baker, uh, all playing together in the same bill. And it was fabulous. It was fantastic. They were so
1: good. Uh, okay. So for anyone who's not familiar with these artists, what? how would you kind of describe the, the genre of music?
0: How would you describe the genre of music? That's a great question. Um, they're rock. It's guitar-centered music, uh, but it's got like, you know, Angel Olsen, especially with her, her newer stuff, has got sort of a country twang to it. You know, Sharon Van how almost has sort of like a um, an 80s feel to her sometimes, 80s rock a little bit. And Julian Baker, you know, does some, some stripped-down stuff. It's sort of like there's, there's some folk edges to it. There's some punk rock edges to it, but it's sort of, you know... Women rockers basically, um, at the heart of it, you know, playing guitar and bringing their bands and just having it, putting on a great show.
1: Ah, I'm so so jealous, (laughs) Brian. Uh, what (laughs) artists, what bands have you seen at Edgefield? The
2: last show I saw, the most recent one, was uh, Third Eye Blind and Taking Back Sunday, which is kind of a weird combination to be on the same bill, but you know, it worked. And uh, I've seen Taking Back Sunday multiple times, but this is the first time I saw. Uh, third eye blind and they're really good live they sounded great which is kind of a common theme at the venue because their sounds really good but yeah i was i I had a great time other shows i've seen more recently uh counting crows which was really good they're happy to be my favorite band of all time uh i saw anderson (laughs) pack there that was awesome and um the roots i saw the roots there as well both of those excellent excellent shows
1: Oh, my God.
0: I was kind of like just um, impressed by the lineups that come through these suburban Portland destinations. I mean, when you look at the caliber of acts coming through at Edgefield um, and some of the other outdoor music venues around the area. It's really good. Um, you know, you can see a lot of really quality shows there. So Edgefield is a McMinimans property, as so many <laughs> properties in Oregon are. Um, but McMinimins also has, uh, as I understand, another outdoor music venue out at Grand Lodge in Forest Grove. And Ryan, you went there recently too, didn't you?
2: I did. They, they are billing it as a new venue. I think it's kind of a more like repurposed space, but there's a stage there. And uh, I went out there uh, last month and saw bleachers and um, I'm not like a huge bleachers fan, but I ended up going anyways. And uh, it was great. It was a great time. The venue itself is kind of billed as like a smaller edge field. I think they said that it holds like 3000 people, which is half of edge field. And the smaller size of the venue gives it more of like a backyard kind of feel. It's still like there's plenty of room for people. But yeah, it's it a little more intimate and uh, really, really, there, there's this moment what happens uh, when the sun sets where uh, the stage is surrounded by trees and the sun creates these sunbeams through all of the branches. If the band brings a fog machine and it just amplifies those sunbeams and it's just a really, really magical moment. I'm not sure if it's going to happen at every show, but the show I was at it happened and it just amplified the, the music tenfold. It was, it was an amazing experience.
1: Wow.
0: Mm, I love that. And that that's a, the cool thing about outdoor venues, right? Is like being in that space, that beautiful space, just like you said, amplifies the music and has a way of just making the experience so much bigger, so much uh, oftentimes more enjoyable.
1: I'm interested to know at both of the at Edgefield and Grand Lodge, uh, I guess it might vary from show to show, but are most people – kind? Of, is it open lawn seating, everyone kind of sitting? Or is there lots of dancing happening? Is there like a mosh pit in front of the stage? What's that vibe like?
2: Um, it's a little of everything. There is definitely the uh, mosh pit area, if you will, of people gathered up at the front. Um, and then kind of in the middle areas, a lot of people are standing up dancing and hanging out. And then towards the back of the of the area – that's kind of where you find the people who are just sitting there, you know, chilling out, hanging out for the vibes. So there's a little bit of everything. It just kind of depends where you sit.
0: I found at Edgefield, it was really easy to get kind of the situation you wanted to get. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had been to concerts before. Where it's like, oh, we got to get there early to get the premium, you know, situation, this, the the good standing area, the good seat, whatever. Um, but we kind of just rolled in right around six o'clock when the show was starting and found a really nice, spot on the lawn. Um, it wasn't like people were crowding in front to back. Everyone kind of just naturally spread out and that allowed people to sort of fit in wherever they wanted to go, whether that was up against the stage or a nice little lawn seat or somewhere to stand. Um, at least at Edgefield, I I was very impressed with just not just the way it was set up, but the way that people arranged themselves in that space.
2: Yeah. I feel like you can find kind of whatever vibe you're going for there. You want to sit somewhere towards the front, You know, great if you want to hang out towards the back, great. The one thing I will say about Grand Lodge is because it's a little smaller, people were kind of more cramped in at Edgefield. At Edgefield, you could spread out a little more and do your thing. But at Grand Lodge, there was smaller space for people to do that. And also, I learned uh, after going to Edgefield, after the pandemic kind of cooled down a bit, uh, you are no longer allowed to bring blankets. So, you, were, you used to be able to allow to bring a full blanket. Everyone was allowed to bring a full blanket so you could put it down and everyone could sit on it. Uh, not allowed anymore. You can now only bring a beach towel-sized item. Yeah,
0: that's what I ended up doing. So
2: be wary of that if you're going there.
1: Got it. Can you bring your own chairs?
2: Yes, you can bring your own chairs. They have to be uh, low profile. And um, I don't know what the height requirements are technically, and I don't know if they actually measure, but uh, y- you kind of want to you know, make sure you're not having this giant chair to block other people's views, of course.
1: I also have a very important question. Do they serve McMiniman's food there? Will there be tots available at either of these locations? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they do serve food. It's not going to be a full McMiniman's menu, but they have like, you know, pizza and they definitely have a ton of McMiniman's beer and whatnot. So uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to get tots, probably not, but you know, go early, get the tots at the restaurant or you could stay after and, and hang out there at the many, many bars that they offer
0: I feel like I saw someone last night with tots, but I didn't see a place to buy tots. And so I'm not, Mm. I'm not sure if my brain was playing tricks on me or if they got the the tots in their pockets or whatever, or if I just didn't look hard enough. I don't know. There's like (laughs) some, like, I I wouldn't put it past McMinnimans to have like a secret tot garden or something, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or even like, you know, Push past like a, a fake rose bush and you enter and there's like a top oh. vendor there, you know?
2: They do have those uh. secret rooms in the bars. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have a secret McMiniman's Edgefield tot room, you know? Yeah, God. exactly. I would pay money. Pay money to get <laughs> in that secret club. Wow.
1: Ranch flowing out of a fountain somewhere. Oh wow. my
0: gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about a venue that's actually in Portland proper, downtown Portland. I hear this is relatively new for a concert venue, which is uh, Pioneer Courthouse Square. So earlier this summer, I saw Andrew Bird and Iron and Wine at Pioneer Courthouse Square. Um, Ryan, have you been to a show yet there?
2: I have not, but there were several this summer that looked pretty interesting. I think The Roots, again, were playing downtown and, you know, Tenacious D was playing downtown. So this uh, concert series this summer is definitely drawing some pretty big names. Jamie, how about you? No,
0: I didn't get down to one either. So Vicky, I think this is on you to tell us about how that experience was at Pioneer Courthouse Square.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it definitely sounds like a much different vibe than either of the McMinniman's locations, in that, obviously, it's in the city and, um, you know it's all concrete, so there's no lawn to lay out here. Uh, and if you're familiar with this area already, there's like a few steps um, that you can sit on. However, they vary in size, and also they're just steps, so it's not the most comfortable seating area. And that's kind of first come first serve. You got to get there early to get a seat on the steps, and you're you're so crouched that your knees are kind of like up to your chest. Otherwise, <laughs> it's standing room only. Um, which is also great though. The vibe there, it's I it's pretty small for you know being in Portland. Um, it honestly felt kind of intimate in that no matter where you were, you've had a pretty you know the stage wasn't too far away no matter where you were inside. And um, they have a few food trucks that are set up, so you're welcome to get food and drinks there. And um otherwise, the sh- the show was great. Um Andrew Bird, I'd been meaning to see him for a while. He's one of my favorite artists and the acoustics, everything, you know, it's kind of like a tiny little amphitheater setup that they have set up there. And, uh, it was lovely. So I recommend, you know, getting there early, maybe bringing a cushion for your seat and mm-hmm. enjoying a nice outdoor show in downtown Portland.
2: I will say I don't, know if that series is technically new. I mean, it's pre-pandemic. They used to have concerts there, uh, not necessarily like a concert series where there was like five or six concerts, but there have been concerts there in the past, just clearing that up. Got it. Got it.
1: There's also one more concert slash dance party in um, in Portland proper at Mount Tabor. Every Wednesday night, there is a DJ set during the summertime, and it's They call it Reservoir 5, which is essentially that big, hilly area where everyone watches sunsets during the summer or whenever it's nice out, Um, and so they have some huge speakers set up. Someone is set up either DJing or just uh, playing music through their phone, but it draws a huge crowd. And I first saw this because I, because I live near Mount Tabor, I was just walking my dog and I kind of ran into it randomly and people just having the time of their lives outside in the grass, dancing around some like electronic music. And it, it's a great thing to witness in the summer as the sun is setting It's kind of beautiful.
2: I haven't been to one of those. I have a few questions, though. Uh,
1: Is it like a giant dance party? Is it people
2: hanging out on the grass, just like
1: having a picnic, kind of a little bit of both? Definitely a little bit of both. Uh, There are people who, they seem like, the people who are there every single week are like unce, 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 like dancing, getting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into it. And then there's other people who maybe are like me who just kind of walked into it by accident. Uh, maybe they happen to have a blanket with them or whatever, uh, sitting in the grass, just kind of people watching. Um, or maybe there are definitely people who just come for a picnic and, uh, enjoy it just on the outskirts of where everyone is dancing like crazy. Um, but there's just such great energy there. And, uh, I love it. I (laughs) have, I have not participated yet in, in the dance party, but, uh, I've definitely just sat and kind of watched it go on, which is great. Jamie, have you been to that at all?
0: I have not been to it, but I have some friends who live out there um, and I live vicariously through the pictures on Instagram of it. And it looks like a scene out there. It looks like a really cool scene. A lot of like glowing hula hoops or like, you know, fire spinning or um, like you said, people just kind of hanging out and soaking it all in. Um, but Vicki, next time you're out there, you got to join in that dance party.
1: I know. <laughs> you I got to get out in
0: the, the dance lawn.
1: I really do. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. If anyone is interested in going, I know that they have like rotating DJs and uh, you can get more information on their Instagram, which is just Tabor Dance, T-A-B-O-R Dance. Um, And I think they update through their stories and just through their posts, like what DJs are coming through. So if you're interested that's where you get the info.
0: Well, there is obviously a bunch of places to see outdoor music in the Portland area, but we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some outdoor venues around Oregon and other parts of the Pacific Northwest. All right. We are back talking about outdoor music venues in the Pacific Northwest with our colleague Ryan Fernandez. And we covered some spots that are around the Portland area, but you know, there are so many really amazing venues around the region. And you know, when we talk about Pacific Northwest outdoor music venues, I think the first one that comes to mind for most people is the gorge. And we're not talking about the Columbia River gorge, which is what most people talk about. Uh, think about when they hear the gorge this is the gorge amphitheater which is up in washington in george washington so um uh, uh, vicky ryan have, have you have you been to the gorge before
1: i have um and i just went a few weeks ago i saw the lumineers as well as gregory allen isakov and Uh, it was amazing. The, the gorge, I think the drive was just about four and a half hours. Um, so we left like, uh, right around, I want to say 11 and... We ended up camping there, which is an option whenever you go see a show. Um, they have large campgrounds, and because it is pretty further removed from both Portland and Seattle, uh, you can camp there the day that you get there, which is, you can get there the night before the show, and also the night after the show, you can also camp. Um, so that's what we did, and it was packed. From the campsite, um, you walk about 30 to 40 minutes to the actual showgrounds, which wear comfortable shoes. I learned the hard way and got a lot of blisters from my sandals. Um, but once you arrive to the actual amphitheater, it is jaw-droppingly beautiful um because you can see you're just propped up on this you know the amphitheater looking down at the stage and behind the stage is water running through the gorge and it might have been the most beautiful outdoor venue that i've been to
2: yeah, I would 100% agree. It's it's uh, it's it's quite the drive out there from Portland if you're headed there, but it is absolutely worth it. The the view you're just sitting on this giant hill. There's a stage, but you know there's also this other stuff that you can see: giant cliffs in the river. And it's just quite magical to be listening to music outdoors with that sort of view.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of view that you would like do a hike to go see. I mean, it, yeah. it is it's stellar. Yep. So it, it's it's yep. at a bend in the Columbia River. Um, out there in Washington. Um, and uh, it, it, I mean, it's just, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. And I, I think it, its reputation um, is really well-deserved. And so as a result, you get a lot of big name acts who sort of play those sorts of venues coming through. Um, you know, some of the typical acts you see coming through a lot, you know, your your Fish and your Dave Matthews Band, <laughs> um, of course. Um, but they, they hold music festivals there as well. Um, and, and what I love about it, aside from the view, um, is just the, I mean, the sound there I think is fabulous because you yeah. are in this really natural sort of amphitheater. Um, and it, it's just, I, I I thought incredible.
1: Yeah. Jamie, who have you seen there?
0: I covered the Sasquatch festival a couple times for the Oregonian back when the Oregonian covered the Sasquatch festival. And, um, so I went and saw, I mean, so many bands, so many artists across the three different stages they had there. Um, I, I mean, it's one of those situations when you, when you photograph, um, Bands like that in the situation, it's like I forget people that I've seen until I go back and look through pictures. So I had seen Angel Olsen there and I totally forgot that I'd ever seen her play. Um, you know, Kid Cudi, uh, we saw um, Chance the Rapper when he was playing the small stage, um, Tune Yards, um, you know, uh, there's all kinds of people. Outcast played there. Um, so, I mean, just big, big names that are out there. And when you get those big names like that and you get big views like that, um, it, it's obviously going to be a popular situation. I think it's one of the spots, too, that's probably pretty much always going to be crowded.
2: The best show I've ever seen live ever was at The Gorge, and I saw Tool there. And I know you know Tool fans kind of get a bad rap, but uh, they put on an amazing live show with their, their audio sounds great. They do a lot of cool things with projecting visuals in the background. Their lighting's amazing. But what sold it on me was... Uh, they brought these, those high-powered lasers and they shot them over the crowd. And that uh, backdrop against the gorge it was just absolutely phenomenal. Great, great, great times. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, Amazing. going back to the quality of music, when I saw the Lumineers there, I was like, I, I couldn't tell if it was because of the venue or just because of how great of a lot of live performers they were. But... Maybe it was a little bit of both, but it was just so crystal clear, and I was like, it this doesn't sound like a live performance to me. It just sounds incredible i was I was really blown away by that,
0: yeah, sound can be tricky outside too. um you know that there's a, a lot of a lot of challenges with that. And so when places like the Gorge or like Edgefield had really great sound as well, when they can master that it it makes for just a really special experience. so obviously, the gorge is. I think probably one of the top outdoor music venues in the region, if not in the country. Um, but there are some other spots you want to run down. I think these are just spots that I'd, I'm not sure that any of the three of us have been to. So we don't have a whole lot to say, but worth mentioning um, some places that you can go see outdoor music. So the first one that comes to mind for me um, is the amphitheater, the Hayden Homes Amphitheater in Bend. Have either of you been to that spot?
1: No,
2: I have not. But uh, I have a uh, family who's gone and they say it's a great time. Yep. it's, a, it's They get some pretty big acts there too. Uh, I think like Beck, you know, runs through and Ben Harper and, and people like that. So definitely worth checking out if you're in that area. It's a really nice location. It's, it's there
0: on the Deschutes River um, mm-hmm. over in the Old Mill District. Um, so just a really sweet area that you can get to by bike, or you can get there from easy walking trails. If you're in town, um, really nice location. And yeah, like you said, Ryan, a lot of good acts come through there too.
2: Yeah. And I'm wondering if like it it is on the river, it's really close to the river. If like people hang out on floats and canoes and and, like listen to the music while on the water, that would be amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a big kayaking area right there, right Right, next mm -hmm, to it.
2: mm -hmm. That whitewater rapids, uh, area that they built there. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Well, that seems like a great spot to go check out. Um, another one in Oregon is the Cuthbert Amphitheater in Eugene, which I imagine gets a lot of traffic from the college crowd.
2: Yeah. Never been to that one either.
0: Yeah.
1: Where exactly is that (laughs) one located in Eugene, Jamie? Do you know?
0: That's right. Because we're now, uh, all experts on Eugene (laughs) after having (laughs) done some work there. Um, that is also right. Um, kind of just well, was just right off the willamette river um near ottson stadium so kind of on the north side of town got it they're in alton baker park and it looks like a really again a nice venue uh, again since we haven't been there we can't say much about it but it looks like a really nice venue um and again you know i was looking through some of the uh lineups for these these uh both this one and the one in bend and edgefield you see a lot of the same acts who do this circuit they go to bend they might go to eugene they might go to to Edgefield, they might go to the Gorge. Um, you'll see bands who just do this outdoor amphitheater circuit, especially right now um, with COVID pandemic ongoing. I know that at the concert I went to last night, um, both Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen said that they were touring amphitheaters specifically so they could get outdoor music venues and people wouldn't have to worry about um, putting themselves at risk being inside. So I think this is kind of a moment right now, especially for these kinds of venues, that um, we're seeing them get used maybe a little bit more or by different kinds of artists who didn't use them previously.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, the fact that it's in a college town again, I'm, I wish I had something like that uh, in my college town when I was there. Uh, But I imagine like, you know, when everyone is back in school uh, you know, those early September type shows, that would be a great, great time to check that out.
0: Absolutely. Well, so one more um, on the radar here. Uh, Mary Moore Park, which is in Redmond, Washington, about 30 minutes outside of Seattle. Um, this is another one that I don't know a whole lot about. Um, Vicki, Ryan, uh, are either of you uh, familiar with Mary Moore Park?
2: Negative.
1: So I have been to Mary Moore Park uh, not for a concert, but for the dog park there, uh, which I believe is very <laughs> close to uh, where they hold the outdoor concerts. But one of my friends who is in Seattle recently saw Fleet Foxes there and had a really great time. So another uh, another venue where some of those bigger named artists are uh, coming through.
0: Yeah. Another amphitheater on the Pacific Northwest Amphitheater Circuit. Um so I mean that that kind of uh, rounds out our list of amphitheaters we have here. Obviously, there are more spots people play um, in the region. So this is not a comprehensive list by any means. Um, but you know, I think it's a, it's a good bet if you if you see an artist who's playing a few of these, you can check out their touring schedule and find probably more um, that they're going to in the area. Um, one thing we want to mention uh, when we we're talking about outdoor concerts, you know, we we did recently do a, an episode of the podcast here about in a landscape which is a classical pianist, uh, Hunter Noack, who has been doing these outdoor concert series around Oregon, um, around the Pacific Northwest, around really the whole West, where he goes to beautiful landscapes. We saw him play at Wallowa Lake. He'll go up to the top of Mount Bachelor or out into the desert or on the coast. And he plays a classical piano concert in an outdoor setting. So a bit different than what we're talking about here when it comes to Bands coming through amphitheaters, but if folks are looking for something a little bit different, a little bit quieter, um, a little bit, you know, maybe more if, if, you know, rock music, isn't your speed, if, (laughs) you know, big festivals, aren't your speed and you want something a little quiet, um, in a landscape is a really cool option too. And that's coming through all different kinds of locations across the state, um, for the rest of the summer
1: yep exactly. And even if you're listening from afar, uh, he is Hunter is traveling quite a bit. so check out uh, the in a landscape website and you never know. I, it could be very possible that he is playing a show very close to you.
0: Well, so to wrap things up here, you know, Ryan, you have obviously seen a lot of shows outdoors. That's why we have you on today. Do you have any tips, any recommendations for folks who want to get out and see some outdoor concerts here in the Northwest?
2: Uh, yeah. Wear sunscreen. That's obviously number one. <laughs> Definitely bring your sunscreen. I would say always check the the venue website because each venue's rules are different and what you can and can't bring in. You know, mm-hmm. again, Edgefield you can bring in chairs and, bl- and not blankets. You can bring in a towel, but other other event venues might not be so keen on that. So always check what's going on there. And uh, yeah, we have an embarrassment of riches here. So just get out there and go see some live music. Well,
0: you heard him, folks, get out there and see some live music this summer, especially while we have some nice sunny weather um, and maybe before the wildfire smoke rolls in and we can enjoy the outdoors uh, in this this moment of time. But until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel as well as hereisoregon.com.
1: Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com podsupport Also, if you're a fan of the show and are interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay
0: safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.